Taipei's Zhongshan MRT station is going through a major redesign. Bigger and brighter screens have replaced the old LED notice boards. In line with notice boards at major stations globally, they offer lots of information, like the level of crowding in train carriages. Ticket machines have been upgraded to feature many more languages, and the inquiry desk is now wheelchair accessible. A train is about to enter the station. Overhead, the new notice screen shows a cute metro carriage with large lettering and bright colors. It's great, it's clear. The characters are very clear. It feels kind of refreshing. You get the important information fast. These brand new multimedia passenger information systems have made their debut at Zhongshan MRT station. The big screens show the time until a train departs and the current location of the train. The design is clean, clear, and bigger than ever. Crowding in each carriage is indicated with red, yellow, and green, so passengers can locate a carriage with more space. Switching to screens has its advantages. Firstly, they're bright and high resolution, with high color saturation too, so it communicates more effectively. They make it easier for passengers to see the info. In fact, we refer to big stations worldwide. They're already using systems like this. We think the systems we're using now are really at the forefront of international trends. The inquiry desk has also got a big update. The counter is lower to the ground, allowing easier access for passengers in wheelchairs. The ticket machines have a new uniform dark grey look, and a new interface provides a greater variety of languages. It's more accessible in Taiwan, more than in Hong Kong, because there are more languages here, languages from different countries. On the Hong Kong metro, they only have Chinese and English. Zhongshan Station is a demo spot for the new design. A Taiwanese development team spent a year creating the system in partnership with a tech company to create this smart station. They hope it will make travel easier for passengers from near and far. Taipei's Ximen District has been named one of the coolest neighborhoods in the world by Time Out magazine. The iconic leisure and shopping district is recovering from its COVID nadir now that foreign tourism is back in Taiwan. More and more visitors from overseas are patronizing the area. Local businesses say visitor numbers are almost 90% of their pre-COVID level. Ximen is one of Taiwan's most popular leisure spots. Now it's gaining fans abroad. British magazine Time Out recently featured Ximen on its annual Coolest Neighborhoods in the World list, ranking the area at number 37 in the world. We went to get bubble tea last night and we had some noodles. I'm from Malaysia. We went in yesterday um, to look at the shops. It was really nice inside. I mean, the whole area is really um, nice and friendly. Foreign visitors enjoy the down-to-earth but bustling vibe here. Coming out of the metro station, you're greeted by the Red House, a historic theatre built over a century ago. The rainbow mural on the ground immediately tells you this is an LGBTQ-friendly neighbourhood. The Wanyan building is a retro 70s shopping paradise. And then there's Wuchang Street, aka Cinema Street. The pedestrian area is great for a stroll for anyone, be you 8 or 80 years old. It has graffiti. It's suitable for all ages. 
It's recovered fast since the pandemic. The crowds are back to almost 90% of what they used to be. Ximen is famous for its diverse and inclusive atmosphere. As foreign visitors return to Taiwan, the district is attracting lots of young people and tourists from around the world. And with this recommendation from Time Out, it might be getting even more attention soon. Taiwan's domestic market has boomed since the reopening of the border in October. According to the latest information from the Ministry of Economic Affairs, the food and drink sector alone recorded a single-month revenue of 76.9 billion NT, an annual increase of 13.8 percent. Revenue in the wholesale sector reached 1.6 trillion NT in October, an annual increase of 4.2 percent. Meanwhile, retail also had good results, making 380.7 billion NT. Both are record highs for the month. Experts expect the food and drink sector to post 78 billion NT in revenue in November, saying that the optimism may extend the first quarter of next year. The Taiwan External Trade Development Council on Thursday held its first large-scale event with local and foreign business representatives. Resilience Taiwan attracted 500 local companies and more than 100 buyers from around the world, including countries such as Brazil, India, and Vietnam. Taichung hopes the event will create many business opportunities for local suppliers to boost the value of Taiwan's exports. So you have to call them. Uh, one by one. Speaking fluent English, Taitra President Simon Wang greets his foreign guests. It's the opening ceremony of Resilience Taiwan. After almost three years of COVID, Taitra is once again holding a large-scale event with representatives from 500 Taiwanese businesses, as well as more than 100 foreign businesses from places such as Europe, the U.S., and Japan. This time around, many of the foreign buyers are from Brazil, India, and Vietnam. They are looking to procure electronics and communication technologies, electric vehicle and charging equipment, and smart manufacturing products, with demand especially high for ICT. Indian conglomerate Reliance Industries is here to look for suppliers for smart furniture. Vietnamese transport giant Samco is looking for opportunities in electric bus components and charging systems. Even the Director General of the Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry is here. Taiwanese companies can also help India in diversifying its source of imports to make its supply chain resilient. Firstly, there is a lot of emphasis on green technologies. So sustainability in electric vehicles, machinery, processing, smart tech, and efficacy are all things they are also looking for. Taitra hopes that the large-scale event can raise the value of Taiwan's exports and create many business opportunities. Frustrations has mounted at Foxconn's largest iPhone assembly plant in Zhengzhou, China, where thousands of workers have launched protests over lack of pay and unsatisfactory conditions. Protesters clashed with police just before the city is set to enforce a five-day COVID lockdown. On Wednesday, Foxconn issued an emergency statement addressing the unrest. White smoke fills the streets in Zhengzhou, China, as employees of iPhone maker Foxconn launch protests over not receiving their pay. In the end, the protesters were driven out by police using tear gas. The scene plays out like a movie, with protesters throwing fences at epidemic prevention workers. 
The protest is happening after posts spread on the internet claiming employees in Foxconn's Zhengzhou factory are unhappy about new and old employees living together amid fears of catching COVID. On top of that, changes in their contracts and missing work allowances cost thousands of employees to take to the streets. In the beginning of November, there was one week of lockdown. So in fact, for Hong Hai's fourth quarter outlook, there has been a downward revision. So this will have some impact on current iPhone 14 Pro shipments. On Wednesday, Hong Hai issued a three-point emergency statement emphasizing that the allowance has always been fulfilled based on contractual obligation and the company will continue to communicate with relevant colleagues. The company also clarified that online speculation of employees who are COVID positive living in the dormitories is patently untrue. And regarding any violence, the company will continue to communicate with employees and the government to prevent similar incidents from happening again. Zhengzhou is set to begin five days of mobility controls, a euphemism for lockdown, on Friday. Those in high-risk areas will be unable to leave their homes, and those who need to go out will need official permission and a negative PCR. Reuters predicted in late October that these measures may cause a 30% drop in Foxconn's production capacity. It appears that delivery time for the iPhone 14 Pro series has been further pushed back. Currently, we're looking at a delivery period of over 30 days, so this will certainly affect Christmas sales. Honhai has stated that it will continue working with the government to minimize the pandemic's impact on production capacity. Art lovers take note. From December 3rd to December 4th, a multinational auction house in Taipei will hold its annual art auction. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang gives us a glimpse of some of the exquisite works for sale. The auction offers various Chinese classics as well as modern and contemporary works by Taiwanese, Western, Japanese and Korean artists. A total of 183 pieces with an estimated combined value of 400 million NT will be for sale. One highlight is a masterpiece by the late Chinese-French abstract artist Zhu Dechun. This work behind us was created by Zhu Dechun in 1993. In the 1990s, the issue of drugs was actually very important. There is a metaphor that's a human face in the lower right corner. Because the theme of this work is hope in the abyss, he used the block face as a metaphor for the issue of drug trafficking. This autumn auction has a total of 183 pieces. Highlights include works by Zhao Wuji, Zhu Dechun, and even Japanese artists from the older generation, such as Fujita Tsuguharu. The auction will also feature several pieces by Japanese artist Yoshitomo Nara. This one is a 3D sculpture created by Nara in 1995 called Cup Kids. Each of the seven works shows the same statue with its eyes open, closed and slightly open. It's rare for such a work to be preserved and be in such good shape. In addition, 120 modern and contemporary artworks will be showcased in another section titled Select Modern and Contemporary Art. On sale will be works by Japanese artists Yuichi Hirako, Spanish artist Edgar Plans, and more. This work was created by Spanish artist Edgar Plans in 2018. His theme is family. In this work, you can see a very special animal hero, and every character wears a helmet. 
This style is very cute. There are also some elements where he drew his favorite text or small symbols. It includes his favorite artists and some graffiti styles. The multinational art auction group will hold its auction at the Taipei Marriott Hotel from December 3rd to December 4th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lu Wotong in Taipei. Fall is here and the vibrant autumn foliage is in full spring. At Wuling Farm in Taichung, maple trees are turning yellow, orange and red across 400 hectares. The experts say maple leaves will put on a show until just before Christmas. A canopy of vermilion leaves covers the path, but the blue sky and white clouds are never far away. Underfoot, these clear pools reflect the maple leaves like mirrors. The dreamy landscape transports visitors instantly to a maple tree paradise in Japan or South Korea. The scenery is wonderful. I'd recommend it to anybody. As the weather turns cooler, the maple trees at Uling Farm are gradually turning red. Because of the differences in humidity at different levels, you can find trees of various colors in one area. Yellow, orange and red leaves intermingle to create a mesmerizing autumn palette. The weather's nice, the sun's out and it's beautiful. The maple leaves and the ginkgo we just saw are all very beautiful. It's just the season for it. The autumn foliage leaves are all changing their colors, so I come here to take photos. It's not too cold either, it's very comfortable here. Visitors can't resist pulling out their phones to snap some of the stunning views across the 400-hectare farm. Some stroll the pathways, others wander the banks of Swan Pond. Everyone says it's a haven of relaxation. The best time for admiring the maple leaves will carry on until about December 20th. From here on, the campground, the trailhead at Xueshan, and even Xingshi Garden will all one by one turn a stunning red. As autumn rolls by, these colors are a transient marvel. If you love the vibrancy of autumn, now's the time to head into the mountains. It's already the tail end of November. But Joyce, don't you think like autumn hasn't even passed? Yes, the summery weather seems to have lingered for longer than usual. Well, according to the weather experts, Taiwan has indeed seen a warmer November this year. And what's more, the head of the Central Weather Bureau says that already Taiwan is being swept by a rain front from southern China, which typically only happens in spring. So are we going to skip right over winter and straight to spring? Let's hear from an expert. We did indeed experience a hotter November. It may be the warmest November in years. Winter hasn't started yet, so we can't really say whether this coming winter will be a warm one. The expert said Taiwan's cold season usually doesn't start until December, lasting until about February. Meanwhile, the Central Weather Bureau says that the approach of a rainy front from southern China does not necessarily mean that winter won't come. The Water Resources Agency is trumpeting a new scheme for reducing carbon emissions. Every year, the agency carries out hundreds of major engineering projects. This year, they claim carbon reduction measures cut the carbon footprint of projects by 20 percent. The scheme includes new guidelines as well as modeling programs to work out where the best carbon savings can be made. The Water Resources Agency has published carbon reduction guidelines for water construction projects. 
and having gained certification from the British Standards Institution, they hope to move toward net zero carbon emissions. Getting their certification gives us more confidence in our future zero carbon work, and we hope it will function to spread it so that systematic work can be carried out in water engineering projects nationwide. The Water Resources Agency pursues over 300 engineering projects a year, but the carbon emissions involved are hard to calculate. That's why in November 2021, a team began creating the Carbon Reduction Management Mechanism. Self-writing modeling programs calculate the potential carbon reductions when a project is budgeted, all the way from planning and design to construction and long-term operations. That helps projects cut their emissions. The Water Resources Agency looked very seriously into this to see how we can reduce carbon in our engineering. Most importantly, we can change the whole ecosystem with our construction. We prescribed a standard volume, 587,000 tons a year. We set a target to reduce that by 20% in 2022. And so far, we've managed to reduce emissions by about 20.5%, so we've already surpassed our original target. Taiwan's 12 key strategies to reduce carbon emissions and its goal of becoming carbon neutral by 2050 put no limits on the Water Resources Agency. The new carbon reduction measures have been adopted by the agency proactively as a step toward reversing the effects of climate change. DPP new Taipei mayoral candidate Ling Jialong and current KMT incumbent Hou Youyi have been busy canvassing the streets in the lead-up to Election Day on Saturday. On both of their agendas is a final stop in Banqiao on the eve of the election. Let's hear what they've been saying. Why do we need to come out and vote? This is so new Taipei can turn over a new leaf. Also, we have seen in this election that this is a choice of values. My good friends are all cheering, giving me their enthusiastic support. I'm so moved. KMT and DPP continue to strive for the win. On the night before the election, KMT candidate Ho will be bumping up support at the new Taipei City, Banqiao Stadium, where his party is already rigging up the stage. Meanwhile, Lin and the DPP will be holding their final campaign events in both Sanchong and Banqiao. Things continue heating up in the Taipei mayoral race. On Thursday, the DPP and KMT candidates responded to criticism from current mayor Ke Wenzhe, who had said he was feeling very anxious about the upcoming vote. The DPP's Chen Shizhong said that with such low approval ratings, switching out Ke for someone else could help Taipei move forward. Meanwhile, the KMT's Jiang Wan'an defended himself from accusations that he had only earned the candidacy through his connections and not his policy proposals. Each with a gifted rose in their hand, DPP caucus whip Ke Jianming and party lawmakers cheer for Taipei mayoral candidates Chen Shizhong and Taoyuan mayoral candidate Zheng Yunpeng. Team Taiwan welcomes the addition of anyone who loves Taiwan. If you love Taiwan, you're part of Team Taiwan. Meanwhile, independent Taipei mayoral candidate Huang Shanshan, who has support from the Taiwan People's Party, on Thursday rode a campaign truck along the streets of Taipei. 
Of course the rain would prevent some people from going outside. Nobody likes to be out in the rain. So of course that has had some impact. Still, we announced where we would be very early on, so I'm sure many people will come out to say hi. With things heating up in the Taipei mayoral race, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe aired his feelings on social media. He said that with less than 72 hours until the vote, he was feeling anxious, as he would not like to see Taipei move back to the past. In 2018, when I was up for re-election, I didn't feel this anxious. Taipei can't go back to what it used to be. In the first two years of me being mayor, I had to clear up a lot of weird things. It took such a long time. I really am very anxious. That feeling is like us eight years ago. We wanted Taipei to get better, and we let him take over Taipei. In the end, over these past eight years, he has won last place in the approval rankings. Swapping him out for someone else is the important thing here. Recently, Kurt took aim at the KMT, saying that all the mayoral candidates the party had fielded for Taipei over the years had been well-connected relatives of party bigwigs, but who had not put forward any policies. KMT mayoral candidate Jiang Wan'an responded to the comment on Thursday. I respect what Mayor Ke said. Whether Taipei progresses or not is something that our citizens can truly feel. We will continue listening to them, walking with them, working for them. Taipei won't get better just by speaking. On the countdown to election day, the three leading candidates in the Taipei mayoral race continued to trade barbs.